To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, Kaingora have outlined an eviction policy. There'll be a warnings process, effectively letting them end a tenancy if it's triggered three serious incidents in a 90-day period. Story we've done a number of interviews on championing the cause of upset neighbours of Kaingaora tenants throughout last year. Kaingaora General Manager of National Services, Nick Mailing, joins me now. Very good morning to you and thank you for finding time. Good morning, Kerry. You're welcome. They're not going into the motels, though, for emergency housing. They haven't lost their shot at Kaingaora. They'll just go to another Kaingaora facility, won't they? That's right. We're trying to find um, a balance here between addressing um, those situations of really severe uh, antisocial behaviour that's really persistent, faster than we had been able to before, whilst also not making people homeless. So what we're um, effectively going to do is use the new tools under the Residential Tenancies Act to uh, address some situations more assertively within, within a 90-day uh, period. And where antisocial behaviour doesn't change and we're forced to issue a, a final notice and take a, an application through to the Tenancy Tribunal to end a tenancy, we will then offer um, that tenant um, alternative accommodation somewhere else. Uh, and we've been doing that with tenants um, for quite some time. We moved to 142, I think it is, in the last 12 months. But that's just shifting the problem. If I was a single mum living in my nice or house, for which I'm deeply grateful for, and some antisocial individual turns up next door, I'd be really brassed off. The first problem for us is to get... Um, a really disruptive household out of the community that they're really disrupting. And put them so in another this, one. This approach really um, enables us to do that. We found through moving customers previously that um, people do take the opportunity of a fresh start and behaviour does change in many instances. There are a, a small minority of households where we've had to move them again um, and uh, but those are very small when you look at um, the scale of the number of tenants that we're grappling with. So where do you move them then to another community? Uh, we've got we've got tenants that we've relocated from one community to another, and in many cases, those tenants are now living happily in new homes in a in a different environment. And in those situations, we've often put different um, uh, community support and social services support around those households. That's really made a difference. But some you've had to move on again. There's a small number. Um, I think uh, uh, since September 2017, we've moved about 605 tenants yeah. for disruptive behaviour. And there are 16 tenants that we've had to relocate twice. And what's happened to them? Have they somehow magically improved their behaviour after the second shift? In many cases... They have. Um, we still, there are absolutely some households that we're still grappling with. When you look at the weight, look, I appreciate it's a really difficult job and I really think the idea of wraparound care, great, marvellous. But isn't this just rewarding bad behaviour? We Nothing's really changed. You know, you've got the wait list for people who are desperate for a home, who are stuck in motels, who would love the opportunity to have a home in one of these. And they're very nice apartments and townhouses that are being built now by Kaingora and more credit for that. But why should somebody who has been given an opportunity and spat on it quite literally 
not be moved back to the motel and allow somebody who who can appreciate the home to come forward? God, um, look, this is a really tricky societal issue, and we've got competing obligations as an organisation. We've got obligations, obviously, to the people who are in our homes. We've got obligations to the people that live around them. And we've, we're also charged with the social landlord and achieving social outcomes for New Zealand, and we're trying to do that in the context of a housing crisis. Mm. So we're trying to find a balance here, a middle ground between um, that enables us to respond to these situations faster than we've been able to, get people away from the, the poor neighbours who are suffering um, from this. And, you know, uh, the, the stories you've run and others have run have yeah. been horrendous. And the situations are completely unacceptable, which is why we are um, taking the steps that we're taking. Uh, but making people homeless does not ultimately solve the problem. Our challenge is that we have to house those who are most in need. Um, if we make someone homeless... And all of the issues that are driving their behaviour are just being compounded by, um, by that process. Sooner or later, they end up back on our doorstep because we're the landlord of last resort. No, the motels, so, the motels are the landlord of last resort. But the challenge for social services of trying to manage some of these households in motels, um, let alone in our houses, is even greater. So... Well, that's what I mean. Doing, you know, you've we're given... ultimately achieving the greatest outcome for the greatest number of people by keep by not giving up on people, by acting and removing them from environments in which they uh, are causing uh, genuine disquiet and disturbance and harm, and putting them into a new environment where they're more likely to be successful. And we're very thoughtful about where we move these people, um, and we're also then wrapping around the services that we can support them. And look, in many cases, people absolutely take the opportunity of a fresh start. And, and also, there are often very human circumstances that drive some of this behaviour. And those circumstances change, and then the entire um, dynamic of a household can change. But I'll give you a simple example. We've got, uh, there are, it's not uncommon for us to see mum and the kids living quietly in a home. Then dad comes back to the house. For whatever reason, he might have been released from prison, he might have been away somewhere else, he comes back to home, and often all hell will break loose. Now, if we can address the dynamic in that household uh, and uh, without placing mum and her kids on the streets, that's surely a better outcome in New Zealand. I would have thought a better outcome would have been that you don't reward bad behaviour. The worse you behave, the more likely you are to get a home, it sounds like. And we get that, you know, we absolutely get that there's a, 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 people want to see some retribution here. Not retribution, it's just that like if there was nobody waiting for a home, nobody on the wait list, fine, fill your boots, spend as much time as you like, you know, trying to ease and pacify and soothe and, you know, corral. But the need is so great that to see that opportunity literally spat on sticks in a lot of people's craw, mine included. And mine, we get, we get um, and we've very much been listening to the debate, and we're trying to respond to that yeah. and find a better find a better balance meets all of the outcomes in the circumstances that New Zealand has at the moment with quite a severe housing crisis. You are a better person than I for continuing on. That you really are, and thank God you're doing your job, and I'm doing mine. I appreciate your time. Thank you. And thanks for having me on. Nick Mailing, Kangaroo GM of National Services announcing a new eviction policy, which is really an eviction policy, is it?